All right. Hey, welcome to the Hunting Roots Podcast brought to you by OnX. I'm Brody Swisher, and again, I want to welcome you. If this is your first time for stopping in, thanks so much for joining us this week. If you're a repeat offender, if you've been here before, you know what to expect. We're jumping in with some cool conversations with great people. This week, we've got a couple heavy hitters in my book, a couple guys that I've grown to love, brothers by other mothers. These guys are awesome. And uh, this week, we're talking with Paul Wallerchak and his son, Griffin. The Griff, as me and my boys refer to him as. Man, it's been a cool opportunity to watch Griff grow in recent years, watch him take some of his first critters. And tonight, we're going to talk about his first turkey and how things went down, kind of an unexpected twist. Uh, Some lessons learned, great time to uh, learn from him. I know he learned through it and from it, and uh, it's been cool to see my boys see it go down and and watch and learn from uh, what Griff has got into this last week. And so I'm not going to share a whole lot more of that story. We'll get into it with these guys as we bring them in. So let's do that right now. Paul Wallerjack and Griff, all the way from Indiana. Let's get them in. Griff, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good. How about you? Doing good. Gosh, man, his voice has even changed since the last time I've talked to him. <laughs> turning, in, turning into a man child. Yes, he is, man. Growing up fast, he's tall and thin now. Oh, my goodness. That's so cool, man. Well, hey, thank you all so much for jumping in here. and Really do appreciate you all taking your time and um, just catching up this evening. And, uh, man, it's been a little while, yeah, be- so we wanted to catch up anyway, and I, I – Seen some turkey stories coming in the last week, so I thought, what better time to catch up with Paul and Griff than talking turkeys? And so, what's going on in y'all's world, man? How's things been going? Things are going great. Uh, we, uh, you know, ministry and and life is going well. Church is keeping us busy. Yeah. Uh, Griff is obviously staying busy with school and, yeah. and all the things that young boys do. And we have been able to spend a little bit of time in the turkey woods, so yeah. that that has been great. We've got. Uh, my oldest daughter Anna's engaged, so oh, she'll be gosh. getting married in October. That is just hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, no, life is life is going good, Brody. That's awesome, man. It's crazy to stop and think all that stuff. You know, you got kids getting married. I've got my oldest Avery is is graduating. This is her last week of school. She'll be graduating high school here in a couple of weeks, and so that's hard to believe it is man it is we were rolling through some old photos earlier today and my wife was pulling up stuff and it's just like my gosh man it i remember people <laughs> telling us back in you know it was 2003 when she was born i remember people telling us man don't blink it happens fast and i remember thinking ah whatever yeah no but yeah, yeah. whatever and uh yeah. here we are and it's just it's, yeah it just happens that fast and uh yeah yeah crazy. we'll uh Will's just two years older than she is. He was born in 2001. Yep. And uh, so he's married now, and we've got our first grandbaby, uh, yep. Olivia. Yep. months old, or nine months old now, actually. So, cool. uh, so that, that is a whole new phase of life for Lisa and I. So yep. kind, of val- kind of validating all these uh, gray, gray hairs in my beard now, I guess. Well, yeah, it kind of goes a little better with it. So that's what I. <laughs> that's exactly right. I've got the white whiskers more and more all the time, and and my kids kind of, you know, they they dog me a little bit, like, oh, dad, you got you you know, old man got the you got the old man whiskers, and I said, man, I didn't, I didn't have these old gray whiskers before y'all came along, you know. So, <laughs> that's a, uh, does that sound familiar, Griffin? Yeah. Well, you barely even had a beard before we came. <laughs> that's exactly right. Y'all grew it out like a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, that's fun stuff. Well, man, I 
Uh, just kind of an intro a minute ago, just kind of shared about you guys a little bit, but I didn't share with folks that, that you are as you minister, you shared in ministry and a pastor. And, and I, I, what I've always liked about you, Paul, is the fact that you're a, you're a man's man. And I, I love that. There's a lot of, I think a lot of pastors are, I, I've known a lot of pastors that, that have struggled to connect with people and they, they get so caught up in the ministry and, and studying and oftentimes can be awkward, you know, around some of the folks and just to, you know, have a hard time relaxing and hanging out. And you and I have had the chance to do that and to share camp together and hunt together and yeah. griff. And, um, and man, it's just, it's been cool because I, like I said, I, I love the fact that you, you truly are a man's man. You love to hang out. You love to do the stuff that, that this tough men love to do. And you've been able to minister to your guys in your church in a unique way through that. And, uh, and it's been cool for my boys to see that as well, that there's, good guys out there there's pastors out there that love stuff just like we do and uh yeah. they can see you just to hang out be a man be a dad and uh be a hunter and uh so that's been really fun for us to to see that in recent years you know you guys come down and been a part of our hunt fish float event and looking forward to that yeah. again and yeah um, it's gonna be great yeah man so that's been cool too now griff how old are you now i'm 13 13 okay i was thinking you were right there with easton so he's 13 as well and you know, we were talking about it earlier today, just catching up a little bit, talking about some of your, I guess we got to watch some of your first. Uh seemed like you uh, killed your first squirrel down there, uh, down here in Tennessee, and, and yeah. bow fishing yeah. together and, and yeah. you know, just yeah. some cool stuff. So we've kind of been able to watch your story unfold a little bit and, and through social media and then at the Hunt Fish Float event. But, Paul, what about you, man? What How did you get started? I don't guess I've ever heard uh, or remember your story as far as, your hunting roots, how did you get started in, in hunting back in the day? Yeah, you know, really, uh, you know, as far as the camaraderie piece of it, that is something I definitely got from my dad. My dad, you know, he's he's kind of that man's man, loved people, cared deeply for people. He was in law enforcement for 17, 18 years of his life. And, oh. you know, he just he just loved people and he loved to serve people. So that, that's where I get that from. He really wasn't much of a hunter. I grew up in the first 10 years of my life down in Florida was born outside of Kissimmee. And so for us, it was a lot of fishing and, you know, time on the beach, uh, surf fishing. And so we really didn't hunt down there, but in, uh, 1984, we moved up here to Southern Indiana, uh, where we currently still live. And really that's when the outdoors and, and this outdoor lifestyle really just grabbed a hold of me. Um, but I really, so that was in 84, but I really didn't even go on my very first deer hunt until 97. So Lisa and I, that's the same year Lisa and I got married and had a college buddy of mine uh, take me deer hunting for the very first time. And I was hooked just immediately hooked on it. And uh, so, you know, I really didn't have, um, somebody to teach me all this growing up a lot of it i learned you know read magazines of course we didn't have social media like we do today so right. you were gonna uh, you know watching the old vhs tapes or uh reading the magazines and then you know just befriending guys that that hunted and tried to learn from them and uh then in uh 2008, uh, I'd actually, uh, Bill Winky at that time was, was starting the semi-live hunting stuff with Realtree, uh, Midwest. Yep. And uh, I had sent him an email 
uh, because he just made something it, it was you know bill's a man of faith as well he loves jesus and yeah. so yeah he, uh, he he said at the end of one of his his shows that week he said this is christmas and so we're going to take the week off and you know let's make sure we we keep the, the true meaning of christmas uh, at the forefront of our minds which which is our relationship with christ yeah. and i got him an email said hey i'm a pastor out in southern indiana and really just appreciated what you had to say and that little email started a friendship between bill and i and i started doing outdoor devotionals for him uh on the on the midwest whitetail website when he launched that and uh, that started to gain a following and then he 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 was like you know you really need to start your own website and your own outdoor ministry and so that's that's where we started without excuse ministries and uh and it just grew from there but um you know so really as a kid there wasn't a whole lot of hunting uh, until I hit adulthood and then it grabbed a hold of me and I just uh, tried to learn all that I could from from the best of the best I guess you could say yeah yeah absolutely well man you had a good one uh, in that mental oh, relationship yeah. with Bill Winky I mean gosh being able to kind of follow his footsteps I mean the dude is uh, kind of the original uh, when it comes to the yeah. you know the online presence and I mean gosh I remember reading his articles for, for years, you know, yeah. you, you'd open any deer hunting magazine and Bill Winky was going to be somewhere in there and his stories. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember talking with him one time and he just talked about the transition to, and he, he's still writing obviously, but just the transition yeah. to doing the, the web TV online TV, you know, digital, you know, right. hunting shows. And he just talked about that, man. It's, it's, uh, it was early on. I remember him saying, this is, yeah. this is cutting a, edge. Yeah. It's cutting yeah. edge. And he said, this is a new direction. And he just was talking yeah. about how, slick yeah. it was and man he was at the forefront of it and so yeah, yeah. You, you found a great place to be right there being able to yeah. watch watch him and, and learn from him and then like you said ultimately do your thing and and uh and we've always loved watching your videos i know one of the first few times i think you and i ever connected we i was out in montana at the time and uh, yep. i just remember i remember being in sportsman's warehouse store talking to you i think maybe it may have been the first time i don't know but i remember being there and just telling you i said man Cause I had, I love the name. When I saw your name, I remember uh, thinking dad gum. He, he got the name. I had thought about that name. I thought that's such a cool name. I'd been around no excuses without excuse, all the things yeah. and yeah. playing off that passage in the Bible. And I, I just, I remember seeing that. I was, I was proud for you cause I loved what you were doing, but I was also thinking, shoot, man, he beat me to that name. That was a, that's the coolest gotcha. name. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'll never forget that talking to you. I think, like I said, probably the first time, uh, while I was standing yeah. there in the sporting and store and, First of a uh, great relationship over the years. And so I I was real proud to see a a message pop up with you guys this week. I I mean, obviously when I saw him uh, killing his first bird, killing his first turkey was a really cool thing. And then just a follow-up, sharing more of the story. And uh, so I I really admire you guys uh, for the move that you've made on that and and just really kind of want to let Griff talk about his first bird and how things went down and, and kind of the other side of the story and, and uh, how, how all that came about. And uh, we celebrate uh, the highs and lows, obviously, on any of that stuff and and, uh, right. and just the first turkeys and awesome experience. And you guys had a little bit of a twist on it. And, uh, again, I, I'm just proud to see how you guys handled it. So, Griff, talk, yeah. talk us through your first bird, man. Kind of give us a rundown on how things went for your, your first turkey here in the last week. Yeah, well, um, I've never really been too interested in turkey hunting until last week. <laughs> All the turkey hunts I've been on were slow, no gobble, yeah. no, no action, even with squirrels or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that never you don't see a squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. no kidding. 
So Wednesday morning, me and dad, all of a decent bit of my friends killed turkeys during youth weekend. But I was with some friends. So we on Wednesday morning, me and dad went out to our field to turkey hunt and I missed one. Yeah. <laughs> I missed a Jake. Yep. Okay. Right uh, off right off the roost. Called in a, a hen and a Jake right off the roost to the to the blind. Yeah. But it was it was about a forty yard shot. And yeah. He, he missed it. Yeah. yeah, well, so I missed the Jake. Me and Dad, well Dad, he calls he starts calling to another what we think is a Jake. But he's just hung up. He's not coming over. We spent 30 to 40 minutes just playing around with this Jake, and he's not coming. So we know he starts going to the pond. Mm. We decide that we're going to get out of the ground blind and head towards the pond. So we start moving to the pond, and before we could even find a place to sit, I'm like, Dad, get down, get down. There's a turkey in front of us. Mm. So I it right where I'm at and it was awful because I was on the left side of a tree mm-hmm. so I couldn't get my shotgun where a bird was that I could have definitely shot but since it was such an uncomfortable position I just couldn't have done it yeah. and I thought it was one turkey then another one comes in and another one comes in it was a it was a group of five jakes oh, wow. and where we sat down there was a ton of there was a decent bit of brush in front of us. So most of the time you could see all the Jakes, but we were, they were there for a good, maybe five minutes and they started to get on high alert. And I'm, I was just like, I just need to get one because I was taking it pretty slow because not, I've been Turkey hunting a whole lot before. I didn't know which ones I was supposed to shoot because I didn't, to hen and right. get in even more tri- well not trouble but just make a wrong decision yeah. so dad's like shoot one so i see one in front of me that i knew was a jake and i shot it but what i didn't know was a little bit behind him the ground would it got lower yeah it falls it, it, we called him up to us you know just classic you know, try to get on the opposite side of a ridge and pull them over the ridge to yeah. you. That's that's basically what we did. So, so the bird he was he he shot was right at the top of the ridge. Yep. And there and then there's the fall away, and there was another bird there behind it that we didn't see. Yeah. Right. So whenever I saw the one that I intentionally shot flopping around, so I was excited until I got up mm-hmm. to see that two birds were flopping yeah. around. Yeah. I don't know if Dad's gonna do anything with the video or not, but you can hear in the video he's like, "Oh my gosh, he shot two birds!" <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's illegal! Oh and no! I'm kind of stressing out because you know, as a hunter, it's not only killing an animal ethically, making a quick kill, but it's killing them respectfully by, mm. you know, respecting the laws that we have been set Amen. to keep the animals safe and not take out as take out more than we should to keep the population well and uh so i felt a little bit bad about that until the realization that i got a collateral (laughs) (laughs) two turkeys but so we called one of our friends who's a conservation officer he actually killed a turkey 
about an hour and a half before I killed mine. So he was off. That was his day off. Okay. Like, I'll just have to get you some of my other conservation buddies. And we had two conservation officers come to our house. Luckily, nothing bad happened. All we had to do was donate the second turkey. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, you know, you know, Brody, it's, it's one of these deals where, um, you know, I've watched that video back and um, I, you can't even see the other bird in the video. Right. Uh, it, it's just one of those deals, you know, what happens. We hate it when it does happen That's and there's right. a range you know, Griffin and I are excited. We're high-fiving. We stand up and then there's two birds flopping over there. So he goes to one and I go to the other one. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, like you said, he says it's illegal. And I said, yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts go through your mind. And and, and just because I'm a pastor, uh, you know, I want guys to know this. And I shared this with my guys at my church. It doesn't mean that I wasn't tempted in, in any different way than any other guy would have been. I could have turned that bird in on my tag. It just would have been just as easy do that you could not say anything about it but the reality is that's not the right thing to do that's you know yeah. that's not the honest thing to do yeah. and uh we we want to live a life that's above reproach and honor the lord with what we do and um i've got to set, set the example for my son and do the right thing yeah and so it, it didn't matter if it was going to cost us or not we were going to do the right thing yeah. and so uh you know, we talked there for a little bit, and I said, "Well, let's uh, we'll get the birds tagged, and and we'll get the one tag, and we'll take them both down to the house." And we we called his name's Dennis. We called him right there at the birds, and and it was funny because when he answered the phone, he said, "There's only one reason why you're probably calling me. Griffin shot two birds." <laughs> That's exactly why I'm calling yeah. you. Oh no! Really? <laughs> he said really? it worked. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he said. He's like, there's probably only one reason why you're calling me right now. Griffin just shot two birds. Oh, my we, word. Call we've that been long, you know, back and forth. And I said, I said, Dennis, that is exactly what happened. And he chuckled a little bit. And yeah. said, well, like Griff said, he said, I'm not on duty, but I'm going to have to forward it to, to a couple other guys. And, and they called us within, you know, two minutes. They were calling us. And they said they just need us at the house and we'd talk it through. And, uh, you know, they came down and they were very professional. Um, I, I know both of those gentlemen yeah. as well. Actually, one of them right? taught my hunter's ed. Yeah, he so, taught Griffin's hunter taught Griffin's hunter's ed class. Yeah, so. out of the vehicle, he's like, "I taught you hunter's ed, did you? Did I?" I'm like, "Yep," and I failed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man! Wow. Well, but, but you know, they so, were very, prof very professional. Yeah. Uh, you know, Griffin shared the story with them. And uh, one of the funniest things I think was when they said, okay, Griffin, which bird did, which bird did you intend to shoot? And so he pointed to the one he intended to shoot and they said, okay, we want you to, you know, we'd already had the tag filled out for it and everything. They said, you know, tagging that one and that's the one you're going to turn in. And then they said, uh, what, what do you think we should do with this other bird? And what was your answer to that, Griff? I said turkey nuggets. No, that's not what you said. What, I don't you remember said, what I said. You said you said you said, sir, that's why you're here. I don't know what to do with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's why. I said. <laughs> so, 
but uh you know and then they they said well uh we either have to take this bird and find somebody who could use it make a bunch of phone calls and they said or do you by chance know a pastor griffin do you know a pastor who would know some people in the community who could use some uh, some turkey he said yes i know a pastor that could probably get that done so so we ended up we we took care of the bird and and uh, processed it ourselves and then we donated the meat so yeah. and it all worked out good so. absolutely absolutely well that's a great story and a, just a great reminder um you know uh, paul what you just said a few minutes ago the fact that um you know it's easy for people to say oh well, you know paul's a pastor he's a preacher he, he's got to do that and, and man that's not the case you know i mean there's um you know like we said already you're a man's man you're you're you may be a pastor you may be a preacher but you're still you're still a dude that's tempted just like everybody else. And I think people fail to realize that is they're like, Oh, well, preachers don't struggle. No preachers struggle as much or more with temptation and all the stuff that, that, that the devil likes to throw at preachers in particular. And so it'd have been easy for you to say, well, dude, let's just, let's just run these back to the house. And you probably thought it like a lot of us have. And, uh, Hey, let's do this. Or a lot of us have done. And, let's just take this one back or let's tie this one under the floorboard or, you know, stash that in the back of the cab and let's get home and don't say nothing about it. Or, uh, like you said, let's just, I'll tag that on my tag. We'll call it good. And those are all things that, that plenty of folks have done. Uh, we've all been tempted with it or we've done it ourselves and, and across the board. Uh, but man, like you said, you, you just, you know, lived out a great example for Griff and, and everybody else that has seen this story or will hear this story via the podcast and just uh, one of those deals. And so the flip side could have been the alternative. You could have done those things and you could have easily just, you know, run back to the house and just throw it in the truck and, and don't talk about it. Um, but man, just, just thinking about how that could play out is, Oh, you know, anytime that could come back up and social media is a beast and all the stuff that could come up. And, and had you done right. any number of other things other than the right thing and, and it comes back up and, on social media, you know, through your ministry, through, oh, here's a local preacher, uh, you know, it's poaching turkeys, the poaching pastor in Indiana, you know, all those different <laughs> things. Uh, That's definitely uh, one title I don't want to have. You don't want to have that, man. And, and you know, it was a big high-profile hunter that wasn't too many years ago in Indiana, same deal. Shot a, yep. shot a yep. buck and then saw a yep. bigger buck he liked and, and, and yep. shot it too and, and thought everything was hush-hush <laughs> until he made his cameraman mad and then all of a sudden yep. it comes out. And it ruined his career as a hunter. And, and so um, it, it does that, man. It, it does that. You know, evil uh, wrongdoing is, is going to bite you sooner or later, and it bit him bad. And, and so, man, that's why yeah. I think I was especially proud to see, you know, uh, Griff's response. Like, man, I, I broke the law and uh, and was burdened about that and, and wanted to make that right. And so um, I hats off to you guys and, and just making – uh, you're just living a good example that I can share with my kiddos and, and say, Hey, here's some dudes that, that did it right. And, and I, I want people to know too, we're, we're telling the story and, and sharing the story. And, and, uh, but I want to be quick to, to let people know that, you know, that's, you know, cause I, I think some people might say, well, man, that's pretty cool. All he had to do was donate the meat, you know, and, and he, he got off, he didn't right. have to pay nothing or he got off easy. Right. And, and, uh, I think that's a, an extra blessing that you guys, uh, have been extended and the Lord's blessed with your decision and, and your honesty. Uh, people right. need to know. I mean, that could have gone any it, way, it you know, it could have gone yeah. any way. You could have got a, a, a wildlife officer that was 
uh, not as gracious, that was not as kind. And, and, I mean, I don't know what the penalty is. Maybe you guys know what the what you could have potentially paid uh, uh, as far as uh, the, the price for, you know, such an incident. Yeah, well, and, and, and I don't know the answer to that. I, I really don't. I don't know the answer to that. But to me, uh, whatever fine or, or, or warning or whatever, whatever could have played out with that, to me, is a minor cost compared yeah. to integrity, That's doing right. the right thing, even when nobody's looking. You know? right. and, you know, I, I scrolled through Facebook a little bit, and uh, Taylor Johnson, who's been on your podcast before, you know, and, yeah. I, and I know and you know he was sharing a story where very similar situation and and it didn't necessarily work out so well right. and it, it uh you know they uh, they launched they did a full investigation and uh it was about a thousand dollars worth of court fees that they were um trying to make them responsible for i, I don't i don't think that it actually happened that way mm. but I, you know it's one of those things brody um I just set my mind between me and the Lord that I, to the best of my ability day in and day out, I just want to do the right thing. And I want to teach my kids to do the right thing. um, If if there was something I can encourage men with beyond that, it's, it's a great thing to, to be able to lay your head down at the end of the day and lay your head down on the pillow, knowing you did the right thing. That's right. That's right. And have peace about that. And, you know, if you don't know any conservation officers, game wardens, you know, whatever, we we go out of our way to meet people. As you said earlier in the podcast, I love people. I, I just do. And uh, we do a lot of prison ministry here. I'm, I'm heavily involved in pr- prison ministry here in my county. And uh, so these guys, I, I know a lot of these guys, but I do go out of my way to meet them. I go out of my way to thank them for the service. Um when I don't know things, I don't just assume. I call them. I talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one one great way uh, to help in these type of situations is just getting to know these gentlemen who, who are serving and ladies who are serving our community. And, uh, you know, they're they're trying to earn a living and, and, and keep, keep things safe. And, yes, every now and then you might run across an individual who's not as understanding, and that does happen. Right. But – but, but most of these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're stand-up guys and, and they're trying to do the right things too. And both of the guys said, Hey, there is absolutely no malicious intent here. We can see that. And so, uh, this, this is the way we're going to roll with it. Yep. So, yeah, no, that's good, man. That's a, that's a good reminder as well. Just to, uh, I think a lot of people, um, you know, they, they look at the wildlife officer, game warden, and, uh, whatever you want to call that person, um, is 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 the bad guy you know they're out to get you they're out to you know and the people that have that kind of mindset are usually the ones that you know if you're worried about the wildlife officers there's there's a good reason why and you it's because you're mm-hmm. you know you're doing something you're not supposed to and uh, but like you said if you if you would look at those guys as you know being on the same team and an opportunity to partner with those guys and, and just to get to know them they're yeah. not out there trying to make you know turn good guys into bad guys you know they're not out there trying to write tickets at whatever cost, you know, they're, they're out there trying to protect the, the wildlife mm-hmm. and, and keep everybody safe and, and do it right. And, and I've had the chance to teach under education with both wildlife officers we've got and, and done ministry yep. with them and done some events yep. and, and gone to church with one of the guys that's an officer here. And so, um, and his son has done some, you know, the ministry camps with us and stuff. So we've gotten a great relationship going with those guys. And 
And it, it does, man. It, it helps out in so many ways just to, again, just be on the same team with them and, and going at it together instead of, you know, trying to run from the law and, and, and right. hide what you're doing and, and treating them like the bad guys. And so, um, it, again, it's played big for you guys and, and just a great relationship that you've had and yep. for them to be yep. able to step out of the truck and say, hey, man, I know these guys. And, and yep. so very cool deal. Yeah, yeah but they, they did their job, you know. They, they absolutely professional asked all the right questions and, and gave us the direction that, that we needed to go and what we needed to do with the with the extra bird and yep. you know that, and, and they talked to griffin you know it was it was positive re- reinforcement you know yep. uh uh and good constructive criticism uh, to, to him uh just about you know making sure what's behind yep. uh what, what what's behind your target and, and always making sure you know what's back there and so it was, it was all, it was all in the up and up and really good. And, you know, we posted, I, I debated about the post. Um, I posted his, the bird that he intended to shoot. That was my first, that was my first post on day one. Right. And I want to celebrate that with Griffin. Cause I didn't, sure. I mean, I, the way I feel about this deal, there is no tainting. Everything was done on the up and up and, yep. uh, it was an innocent mistake and so i wanted him to enjoy that moment and so we we posted that on the first day and then the next day i posted the picture with with both birds and told the rest of the story yeah. uh, you know uh but uh I, I i did that not not so much to pat us on the back but just to encourage that you know you right. you are your kids and uh Oh, let, let's do the right thing and, and, and let's, let's be men's men, you know, right. and, and let's lead our families well and, and do the right thing. That's right. That's right, man. Good word. Griffin, I got to ask you, man, have you, have you dove into turkey nuggets yet? Have y'all eaten on that bird yet? No. Well, my dad, he's on the Daniels fast, so he can't eat meat. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I want to enjoy the turkey meat with him, so I'm gonna wait until he's done with that. that. That's a true sacrifice on his part. We've we've got some big big ministry things coming up, and yeah. so so I just just between well, Griffin let the cat out of the bag. But anyways, I I am I'm doing fast doing a fast for for the next uh, three more weeks, huh. and uh, just preparing myself emotionally and spiritually for yeah. for these. Uh, two big ministry events we got coming up and i told him to go ahead and eat it and enjoy it and he's like no we did this together so uh i, I want to enjoy it with you dad so that's good so that's, yeah that's yeah well very cool well we look forward to hearing how it goes down and and uh enjoying those fried i say fried. i'm just assuming you're frying turkey nuggets i don't know um I think that's the way God God intended them to be: fried turkey nuggets and a little Chick Fil A sauce. Man, it's hard to beat. There you go. I haven't had them in two years. <laughs> and I need them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brody, I want to tell your listeners. Uh, you know, as far as your ministry and what you do with some of the you know hunt fish float trips and and those kind of things, if if they ever have an opportunity, if somebody is listening and that sounds like something that they would be interested in, you know, Griffin and I, we came down and did it with just he and I the first time. Mm-hmm. And then last we came down with a whole group of guys from church. I think there was almost 20 of us that came down with you yep. and uh, did the hunt fish float trip. And I mean, guys are still talking about that and, and we're coming back down to do it again in September. And I think we're going to have a bigger group based on what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. And, I mean, it was so impactful in the way 
you and your family uh, run that ministry. Um, it is just, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's it is, it is top notch. It, it will build memories that last for a lifetime between the squirrel hunt and the bow, the bow fish. I had never bow fished until yeah. two years. I came down with, you yeah. know, and I, you know, it, 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 Griffin and I were hooked on it. We love it. Um, but you, you and your boys, I mean, uh, you work as under the Lord when you do it. And, uh, I really appreciate that. And, and you're creating opportunities for, for fathers and sons or, or just men to bring along a young man who, who doesn't have a, a father figure in his life. And we had, we had those kind of situations with our group that we, we brought down last time. And, uh, so impactful just to get away as, as men, men for a few days in yep. uh, environment in that setting. So I, I just want to, you know, you can tell your folks where to check all that out and get that information. But it, if you have an opportunity to do a trip with Brody and his boys and, and do a hunt fish float or a camp that Brody's putting on, I absolutely know that uh, they, they will not, get some, yeah. yeah, they won't be disappointed. They'll get a lot out of it. I do appreciate that, Paul, and I thank you a bunch. And that's why we do it is just to be able to connect with guys like y'all, fathers and sons, and hang out and just to sharpen one another. That's the bottom line. And to build those relationships, yep. and, man, I don't know of a better place to do it than sitting in the woods, hunting, fishing. And, and so that's why we do it, man, just to get closer to God, yep. closer to one another. And so I appreciate that Absolutely. word for sure. Absolutely, Brody. Thank you a bunch, man. And I do want to – let you guys get back to your evening. Uh, but I do want to pray for y'all before we go, man. I just want to uh, thank God for y'all and your friendship and, and just uh, the blessing of who you are and, and kind of how you've dealt dealt with things here in the woods and just examples. So let me do that. Lord, I thank you for Paul and for Griff, God. I thank you so much for just their friendship and the fact that we've been able to get to know each other over the years and uh, to spend time in the woods. And, again, I don't know of a, a sweeter time out there than to just be chasing critters or fishing and just hanging out with brothers in Christ. And so I thank you yes. for bringing us together. I thank you for what you're going to do in the future. I do look forward to September when we get together as men again here in Tennessee, chasing squirrels and bow fishing and having a big time. And so, uh, God, I do thank you for Griffin and just thank you for the fact of uh, his heart to do what's right and, and for Paul mm -hmm. leading in that example and, and uh, just the situation you've given them a Great opportunity in the woods and, and for his first bird. What a uh, an incredible time, God. And uh, just thank you so much for the fact that he was able to say, you know what, I need, to, I need to do what's right. And just to lead that example for me and for others that need to see that and to hear that. Uh, Lord, I pray you continue to bless him with more opportunities in the woods. God, more turkeys to come. I do pray that he's hooked on the gobble now and that he enjoys many more opportunities with his dad and friends in the days to come. So, Lord, bless him really good, and thank you for Paul and his ministry. Bless them there in the church and what they've got coming in the days ahead as well. So we love you. Thank you for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for that, Brody. Really appreciate it, brother. Absolutely, Paul and Griffin. Thank you all for your time tonight. Tell the rest of your crew I said hello, and we look forward to seeing more pictures, and let us know when videos start popping up if you've got anything coming that we can see. We want to share it with the boys. All right, sounds great. You tell your family hello as well, brother. We love y'all. Love y'all. We'll see you. All right, guys, two fine dudes right there. Love those guys. Great men. Uh, men in the making with little Griff, 13-year-old dude that's getting it figured out. And uh, a lot of that's, again, just because Paul is leading uh, with a great example uh, for him to, to see. He's done that with his kids and, and uh, continues to do that. And so awesome guys. Be sure to check out there. I believe he said withoutexcuseministries.org now. Uh, so be sure to check that. If I'm wrong, I will repost that. But without excuse, ministries.org, all the good stuff. You're going to see it played out there. So be sure to check out their videos and their ministry. Pray for them in the days to come. 
And as Paul mentioned, we've got some really cool opportunities with our hunt, fish, float adventures here in the Kentucky Lake area of West Tennessee, taking men's trips out, father, sons, whatever it may be. Man, if you're looking for an opportunity to reach people just to spend time with your boys, we've got opportunities for you. Hunting, fishing, floating, loving every stinking day of it. It's an awesome weekend opportunity. So huntingroots.com is the website. You can find us on social media as well, Hunting Roots on Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok. We've got a few videos going up there as well. So check those out, man. We'd love to hear from you. We look forward to seeing you right back here next week for the Hunting Roots podcast. Shoot straight. God bless.